Yo. Hey, I've been privileged uh, and asked by Scott to uh, bring the word to you today, and um, I'm glad to do that. And I'm glad that it's a small group. <laughs> Reminds me when I go up to chapel uh, up on the mountain on Sunday afternoons, or used to anyway. Um, it was always nice to have a small group and the intimacy of small group because I, it took away the, the sense of, of having to do something, you know, present something and just be yourself the best you can and talk to these people. And so you can pray for me that I be that way today, that I just not preach at you or just talk, just talk to you. And we have that relationship um, here in a small group gathering. So this morning, oh, great job. (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't do that. Yay, LaRae. She's so cool. So the theme of this morning's um, talk is our burdens um, made light, if that's possible. I think it is possible. Now, when I use the word burdens, I'm not referring to the deep tragedies of life, but those day-to-day buildings of life's responsibilities, daily stresses, that accumulate, that accumulate. And what yesterday was just okay and fine um, in life, today it became a burden. It it became a struggle, um, a hurt that became a, a pain that was lasting. The burdens, more than a stress, becomes a distress. Takes its toll on our our physical body, on our soul, the mind, and our emotions, and our volition. It takes a toll on our spirit. It challenges our relationship with God, and sometimes crying out, Lord, I've had enough. I've had enough. The burden is too much, and I, I need some relief. I need some rest. This season, for those who live in Crested Butte, is kind of a time of rest. We've come out of the busy season. And everybody is rushing, everybody is working hard, and they're trying to make hay while the sun shines, so to speak, while while we ski. Um, But by the end of the season, it's like, okay, okay, okay. It's time to take a break. Our burdens come to us in different ways, by life circumstances, obviously, from the buildup of multiple sufferings, the choices that we make and the consequences that come from those choices, good or bad. There's a burden of relationship that all of us can identify with. Even in love relationships, there comes a burden. I love my children deeply. And when I don't see them doing well or see them struggling, that creates a burden for me. My love all of a sudden becomes like, oh, Lord, help them, help them. And I'm concerned about them. So parents to children, children to parents, spouses, husband to wives, wives to husbands, sometimes those relationships become burdensome. They're heavy. 
and they're distracting. The burden of our guilty conscience that comes from when we mess up, when we sin, when we fall short of God's glory. The burden that all of us also as Christians often feel, and, and those who think about Christianity, is the, the ought to's, the should's, the legalisms of religion that never has us feel good, good enough, that we're not doing enough. And that becomes a burden. And some religions pile burdens upon us more than others. In Matthew 23, Jesus is... is uh, dealing with the Pharisees and the scribes, and he says, woe to you. He's Pharisees, you people of religion. You pile upon your hearers legalisms that they can't hold up under. And you don't do, you don't even lift one finger to help them become obedient. There's a burden there of religion, isn't there, that sometimes we carry. Hopefully we, it's not something we want to propagate here at Obi Joyful. Not a religion, but a personal relationship and a walk with a loving God who wants to relieve burdens. And at one point this week, as I was thinking, it was um, the most, one of the most common things that we take on as a burden are our responsibilities, multiple responsibilities. When we have a responsibility as a family member, a responsibility within our work, a responsibility within our spiritual community, our responsibility as a community member, as a part of the political system, a responsibility as a citizen, they can become burdensome, can they not, when they accumulate. So this morning, we want to talk about how is it that God would have us to lighten those burdens? How does he get involved in our lives to lighten burdens? And we can look at it from a horizontal standpoint because we know that we've all done things without God to try to relieve our burdens. Some people took a vacation <laughs> and they're not here today. And good for them. <laughs> and their burdens are light. That's right. They don't have to listen to me. So their burdens are light today. They took a vacation. Some people just run and escape and they check out, they medicate. What are some ways that you have tried to lighten your burden, horizontally speaking, apart from God? Pardon? Exercise, Exercise yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we all have some way that even without God, it will, we'll find. And humanity in the self-help industry has found ways for us to lighten our burdens, haven't they? So we know we all can identify that burdens are real and they're real in our lives and we all can identify that nobody is exempt from them in our lives. Nobody. Cute story I read, Max Lucado in his book called uh, In the Eye of the Storm tells of a story, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's cute. <laughs> there was a family who had a pet parakeet, kept it in a cage in the kitchen in the bay window area. Anybody have pets? Parakeets and the kids growing up? I did. I did. Yeah, and it was in the kitchen. Anyway, you got to clean that thing out every once in a while. Well, this parakeet was named Chippy, and the kids loved Chippy. And after school, 
they would always come running in. The first thing they'd do is go see how Chippy's doing because it would lift their spirits from a long day. Well, <clears throat> Chippy's cage had to be cleaned out every so often, and different members of the household had to take care of that. Well, Mom, while the kids were at school, decided she was going to do that and be a helper in taking care of Chippy. And so <clears throat> she thought the great idea of getting the vacuum cleaner. You heard this story? <laughs> and so she's going to take the vacuum cleaner, long hose, and take it up and clean out the bottom of the birdcage. And so she's doing that. She's very careful. Now, Chippy is kind of nervous, of course, with the loud noise, but the canister was away and it was just the hose. And she's cleaning it out. And all of a sudden, the phone rings, which is right on the wall, just about arm's reach away. And so she's distracted to go get the phone, and the hose starts going up. Whew, Little Chippy went, got sucked in. Glad the kids weren't there. So she freaks out, drops the phone, opens up the canister, cuts open the bag. Oh, Chippy is alive, but looks like a dust ball. So no. And so getting close to 3.30, the kids are going to be coming home. Picks up little Chippy and takes it over to the sink and, and washes washes up and almost drowns Chippy. <laughs> and then looks, he's looking at Chippy and going, oh, no, the kids will be wondering what happened to Chippy. And I have to tell this, I can't do this. i got to make Chippy look better. So she went and got her hair dryer. <laughs> and so she started drying off Chippy. And sure enough, now it became from a dust ball to a fluff ball. <laughs> but she put Chippy back into the cage on his little perch. And, of course, Chippy was just... Staring at this point, <laughs> dazed. And she did all that before the kids came home. But the kids did come home, and they came running into the cage to see Chippy, as they always do. Mom, something's wrong with Chippy. <laughs> Some of us sometimes feel kind of like a Chippy who has been hmm, sucked in, washed up, and blown over. Huh? Abby's telling me to move on. <laughs> now, I w what do we want to focus this morning is not how we manage our burdens, but how we can go to our God to cry out for help when those waves are high and the burdens are heavy, that we can cry out to our God who knows. He intimately is involved in every aspect of our life and with every burden that we carry. You are not alone. You are never alone, though you may feel alone. And feelings are true, but the truth behind, or the, what's behind your feeling may or may not be true. Do you hear that? Your feelings are true, but what's behind them may or may not be true. So when you're feeling alone, that's a true feeling. But our God says he is always what? Present. But being present doesn't always feel like being present to one who's heavy laden. And so there are things that we can engage our God in. And in, this is one of them, Matthew eleven twenty-eight. You all know this one, but it's a call of God through Christ Jesus for us to make a concerted effort in the midst of a burden to go to him, that is to pursue, to get with, 
to come into his presence. Come to me, all you are weary and burdened. Weary and burdened. And I'll give you rest. And take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want to bring to your attention three ways by which God helps us deal with our burdens. The first is that he'll find someone or will be the person who shares the burden with us. Matthew 11 comes to share the burden with us. Notice here that the passage talks about the soul, when the heaviness of the soul. He's not talking about the spirit. He's not talking about the physical body. He says, I'll give rest for your soul, the mind, the emotion, the volitions. He'll bring rest for our soul. We have to come to him. He'll share that. Remember back in um, Galatians 6 that you brought up last week and then Scott brought up the week before. In Galatians 6, 1, 2, and 3 there, it talks about sh- <clears throat> share one another's what? Burdens. Share one another's burdens. So sometimes God brings people into our lives to share our burdens to bring a relief. Other times, he becomes very present in a very unique way to share the burdens that we have. He makes his presence known. Notice he doesn't deliver anybody in this passage. He says, come with me and take my yoke upon me. I want to share with you. A yoke was something that shared two animals together in plowing and working. And he said, come, and I'm going to walk with you in your burden. I'm going to share the burden. Al Van Dyke um, has a wonderful testimony when he fell off his horse in the West Elk Wilderness area and the horse landed on him, crushing his ankle. And it was something of great, immense pain continuously. And he was in a hospital in Grand Junction, Montrose, one of those, somewhere. Anyway, and he tells of, of this immense pain that drugs were not, the morphine was not really cutting into completely. He was constantly in pain and couldn't overcome it. And there in his heavy ladenness of pain, he tells of how God became present for him. And that presence did something in giving Al the ability to press through his pain. It didn't go away. But something was greater than his pain was there, and that was the presence of the Lord. Jesus sometimes will just be present with us, and he'll share that load, or he'll bring somebody into our lives to share the load. Abby is, is a, uh, I think, a minister of those who are heavy laden as a nurse, and of those who are um, laden with child, and she's delivered so many children, many of your children in this church. She cooks meals, and she, she child cares, and she gives it herself and cleans for other people, and she just shares in other people's burdens. And that's the ministry of God through her, a vessel of sharing burdens. Secondly, second way that God would um, minister uh, lightening our burdens, our burdens is to bring uh, a sustaining power to us. See, sometimes we're just left alone in our burdens because we can't share them with anybody. There's a type of burden that you can't be shared. There's something that's so personal that says only you can carry that burden. 
the burden of a father or a mother. It's something that's, that's yours um, in a particular work or something that, that's just not shareable. And often we'll become fairly feeling alone in that. Get this uh, psalm, if I can find it here. Psalm sixty-nine twenty. Scorn has broken my heart and has left me helpless. I look for sympathy, but there was none. I looked for comforters, but I found none. You get the sense the psalmist was very alone. He was very alone. But I believe to lighten our burdens when those times when we're left alone from the share of burdens, those people he would have, they're not there. That he himself is there and he does something unique. And that's called sanctification. I believe that in those burdens when we're left alone with horizontally, vertically he comes to begin to work within us to build a character that endures through the burden, a character that perseveres, a character that uh, grabs hold of hope and, and stays the course in the midst of a burden. In Second Peter chapter 1, says this, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness, though through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. And through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of the world. That is a burden. That is something that carries around with us, the corruption of this world caused by evil desires. Now, for this very reason... Here he calls the listener to, to do something in the midst of this corrupted world, a burden that they must be in the midst of. Make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge, to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from... I'm going to change it here a little bit. Lord, forgive me if I'm... For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and they'll help to lighten your burden. So, well, it doesn't say that up there, Jim. No. I'm just saying that the, that the qualities of character help us endure burdens. What would be an example? I need to get creative here. Um... I don't have one. I know a man's building a house. And um, he's a time has become overwhelmed by the reality of what it is to take to build a house. But in his personhood, there are some qualities and character that he just didn't get them on his own. It was something that God gave him. And something that he increased over time as he sought the Lord, increased in character qualities, has allowed him to endure a very burdensome process that there was great hope that would, only bring a, that would be a joy in process. But hopefully it's only going to bring a joy. You see how that works? 
a character can relieve a burden because it makes it endurable. And we become strong by it. It's a testing that makes us stronger. And first, in James, it says, James chapter 1. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may mature, become complete, not lacking anything. Not lacking anything. The third area, uh, this last, that I would bring to your attention, these are just three of many. The first in sharing burdens that God brings into our lives. Second is sustaining us through our burdens, which in a way lightens the load. And then finally, um, the deliverance just outright and just takes it all away. He comes and delivers us. Psalm seventy-two, twelve: for he will deliver the needy who trust in him. Psalm 34, and he delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 107, verse 6, he, relating to Israel, he delivered them from their distress. There are times when God just comes in and he intervenes in a supernatural way in the moment. Let me back up. I think every, every act of God is supernatural. We just have labeled some lesser ones as natural and others as supernatural. But he just downright comes in and he does what we call a miracle. He restores sight to the blind. He casts out demons from those who are held in the oppression of demonic activities. He gives sound to those who are deaf, creates voice to those who are mute, takes the leper and cleanses them and makes them well in a touch, in a word, in a moment of divine presence, he delivers. He delivers. First Peter 5, 6 through 7 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time, that you can cast all your anxiety on him, that you could take all your burden and put it upon him, because he cares for you. Psalm 68, 19, Praise be to the Lord, to the God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. For those of, who, of us who let him carry that burden. You know, making our burdens light has been the ministry of Christ from the time he was born. It was his very, the heart of the Father to come to bring deliverance to release a burden to release those from captivity and as Jesus put it so well in Luke 4 verses 18 and 19 that we've heard so often in this church for the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor poor feel a burden in their poverty and he has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners 
the burden of captivity. And recovery of sight for the blind and to release the oppressed. It could be translated the heavy laden, the burdened, those who are held down in whatever form. And to proclaim the year of the Lord's jubilee, the year of freedom. There's a beautiful concept throughout the Old Testament that is a typology of what Christ fulfilled in his coming and going to the cross. And there, you know, there was seven days, and the seventh day was called a Sabbath. It was a Sabbath rest, a rest from the burdens of working through the week to take, to take time from the things that distract us that are needed to be done, but to leave them lie for a moment that we might focus back on the God, our provider. They take a rest. Then it was every, uh, every seven days, the seventh day. Then it was every seven years, God proclaimed a year of release to the land, to indebtedness, and he gave people rest for their bodies and their souls and their spirits. And then every 50 years, 49 plus one, the year of Jubilee, he would proclaim a year of freedom release of all burdens and all lands and, and all um, enslavements where people were set free in them and they were taken and given back to their original owners. Now Jesus has become our Sabbath rest, as it says in Hebrews chapter 4. How do you spell relief? It was an old commercial that we had years ago. It was R-O-L-A-I-D-S, Rolades. It was for the belly. <laughs> now you have commercials of uh, the, the guy with a leave to relieve the pain, huh? And having to trade it off for something else. Well, I want to encourage you today. Probably all of you are carrying some sort of burden, and you would love to find some rest. Rest for your bodies, rest for your soul. Maybe rest for your spirit because you've been held in condemnation and guilt. Well, Christ has brought uh, freedom for you. And he went to the cross to take all those burdens and to deliver you from the guilt and the shame of sin, for there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He's come to bring healings to our bodies, and he does so even what we call horizontal thinking in terms of doctors and nurses and people that share our burdens and bring healing to our souls and our bodies. Where are you at today? I would dare to say that there's probably some area of your life that you're carrying a burden and you're looking for some rest for your soul, for your body, or your spirit. Pray with me. and We're going to ask the God who cares, the God who knows you, who before you were created had you in his heart. He formed you. There's nothing that passes by his eyes. There's no difficulty you're experiencing that in Christ. It's already been experienced, and he has not pity, but deep sympathy and a love for you to maybe bring today, if we dare to believe, rest. Father God, we thank you and praise you for this morning. We thank you for Jesus and Lord I know you want to share in our burdens and you've called us to come to you when we're feeling weary and heavy laden. 
You've called us to come and, and to learn of you. You're gentle and meek, and, and you'll find a way for us to find relief as you walk with us, as we take our yoke, or your yoke upon us. And other times, Father, we know that you will um, sustain us through our burdens, through creating a character within us and building us up to a way that we'll endure, and those burdens will transform in some way. It just won't have the power over us and the wearisome over us as they did before. And Lord, oh, how we long for the deliverance, for those moments in a twinkle of an eye and you touch our souls and you, you meet a man in a, in a hospital bed and you uh, minister your presence to him and deliver him in that moment. We praise you and thank you, Father, for who you are. And we pray that... Um, as you make our burdens lighter, that you would receive the glory from it all, that we would know that nothing that comes to lighten our load comes haphazardly, but comes through a thoughtful, loving God who is full of grace and mercy. And as Lisa said, he gives us the opportunity to come to your throne room of grace to receive the help that we need. Praise you and thank you in this day. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you. Go in the peace of the Lord. Maybe find some rest today.